My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, here we are once again. And let me just tell you this. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that. Oh, my goodness. Because what a freaking weekend of college football that we just had. We had the college football semifinals. We had the New Year's Six games going on. We had it all going on up in the hizzy, as some folks would say. Anyways, I thought it was very, very interesting, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into it if you guys do not mind, because that's what we're here for, and I don't need to waste time, because why waste time? All right? it, time is very, very special. Anyways, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the games that happened this past weekend and the games that happened last night, because, wow, first off, let's go ahead and say, Auburn, you wet the bed. That was terrible, absolutely pitiful. Uh, yeah, we can move on from that. We don't have to spend too much time on that one. And I will just leave that there. Now, with that being said, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to college football. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL. You know why? Because guess what? My Cleveland Browns have clinched a freaking playoff spot. And they did that with a 37-20 win over the New York Jets. We have several different we have several different teams in the playoffs right now. Their spot is safe. The Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Buffalo Bills, the 49ers. And more. Guys, it was a fantastic weekend of NFL football this past weekend. No no Thursday night game this week, but guess what? We have got a heck of a slate coming Saturday, coming Sunday. But first, I'm going to touch on the Alabama versus Michigan game and then the Washington versus Texas game because holy crap. It Man, it was just... It was just wild. It was a wild weekend. Jalen Murrow didn't have his best game. Uh, the offensive play calling for Alabama was not great. It. Uh, by the way, I want to go ahead and touch on that last, uh, that last, that last play call. Um, do I think it was the right play call? No. But what the play that was run was not the play that was put forth. It was an RPO, and the bad snap, the bad snap by McLaughlin eventually led to a no yard gain from Jalen Milrow and that ended the game and Michigan ended up winning the game and they advanced they advanced to the national championship game but guys we can sit here and blame Tommy Reese all we want to all right you can't Tommy Reese cannot snap the freaking football all right you, it, there was trouble with it all freaking game he can't snap the football for you he's not going to be able to he's not going to do that he's up in the booth he's an offensive coordinator he's not playing center Jalen Milrow does not play center. Several snaps last night were bad. It um even the snaps that were that were catchable, that that Milrow could have caught. Yes, guess what? Milrow could have caught those snaps. It doesn't matter though. If you're making bad snaps and it is weak, it is freaking January for God's sake. It is January. You cannot be making the same mistakes that you were making in week one and expect to advance to the national championship game. It's just not going to happen. You look at what Michigan did. Michigan defensively played flawless. Well, I say flawless. You had uh, you had a few mishaps every now and then, but for the most part, that defense was amazing all game. Um, I, you can take it to the to the game on or uh, to the I believe it was Alabama's second drive of the game. Uh, excuse me of the game when Jace McClellan ran it in for from what twenty yards out maybe. You can take it to that to that drive or excuse me that play and say hey you know what that Michigan defense didn't do good didn't do too good on that play well guess what the rest of the game they outdid themselves um the, even the de- defense for Alabama it was good it was good all game it um you go into overtime and then you end up losing on a uh on a twenty on a what fifteen yard run from Blake Corum which I mean to be honest with you he probably should have been the MVP of that game although they did give it to JJ McCarthy. By the way, I just want to go ahead and say this. Jim Harbaugh, after the game, made some 
comments that some people will agree with, some people will disagree with, but Jim Harbaugh had this to say about J.J. McCarthy. And he said, that is the greatest quarterback to ever come through, or excuse me, that is the greatest quarterback to ever play at Michigan. Ever play at Michigan. Now, he's not talking about the NFL, obviously, because you have Tom Brady. He's And he, he even said this. He said, obviously, in, in the um, he's talking about in college. He said, obviously, I'm talking about college. You've got a long way to go to be the greatest in the NFL. Tom Brady was the greatest of all time. And, and, and he's not wrong. He is the greatest of all time. Uh, Tom Brady is. But um, something that I thought that was interesting was people aren't talking about uh, the defensive player of the game. People aren't talking about that. All right, and now you can you can sit there and nitpick all you want and say, hey, well, Michigan, their their DBs really came up strong for them. Well, yes, they did. It um, yes, they did. And, and you you can't obviously you can't sit here and disrespect or not disrespect, but discount what the DBs did. Like I said, the DBs were good all game, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, and I'll repeat that. I'll take that to my grave. DBs were fantastic all game, and. Uh, but you you can't you can't sit there and say that Mason Graham did not deserve that defensive MVP because he did. Um, Mason Graham was uh, uh he I mean he was he was absolutely phenomenal all night. He was down the offensive line's throat uh all night. And what and honestly you look at you look at the last play of the game and you look at um you look at Tyler Booker getting blown up on the last play of the game. That's another factor on that play. That's not necessarily just the play call obviously I don't, I don't think an rpo would have been the the greatest call there anyways but let's 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 bring it down a notch Let, let's bring it back to hey you know what these guys the the players on the field also impact what happens on the field obviously right so why is this all going on tommy reese tommy reese has had a phenomenal year all right I'll say that right now. He started out rough. Everybody knew. Everybody knows that. Everybody knew that. And the second half of the season was by far fantastic. I mean, there is nothing short of great for Tommy Reese in the second half of the season. Had a good game against Georgia. Called a great game against Georgia. Although this semifinal game, the this Rose Bowl game, the play calling was not on par. And that that's the that's the problem. Okay. So after after the game, all I saw was. Oh, Tommy Reese doesn't need to. Tommy Reese doesn't need to come back. Well, Tommy Reese is one of the reasons that that offense is where it is right now. At the beginning of the year, it was absolutely horrid. Okay, and he even said it himself. You know, the first the first few weeks of the the first few weeks of the season, they're they're figuring things out. Okay, uh, and uh, honestly, looking back at it, I don't know how we didn't expect them to struggle. You're having a brand new quarterback, one that's not as uh, one that's not as dynamic as say Hurts. Well, I don't want to go as far to say dynamic, but one who is not as accurate, one whose decision making is not as good as some of the past quarterbacks, like well Bryce Young, well Mac Jones. I mean, I don't want to sit there and and take all that away from Jalen Milrow because I do think that Jalen Milrow is a fantastic quarterback. The only thing about it is. He makes some weird decisions, and, and it showed last night. It uh, and one of the one of the weird decisions that I saw was uh, it was in the first quarter, second quarter, excuse me, and he ran. It was a I don't necessarily know if it was a draw, or I don't think it was a draw, but he pulled it down and ran up the middle after dropping back, and I, I 
I believe he, he saw one. He, he looked through his progressions for a second, and it was like, no, I've got to take off with this. Gets two yards shy of the first down marker and just kind of turns around and – I, I don't know. It was, it was just a weird, weird, weird play. And and Milrow's going to have to grow, obviously. He's coming back next year. You've got Julian Sayan, or Sayan, however you say his last name. He's got Sayan coming in, and he is going to have to learn under Milrow for a year, like like most freshman quarterbacks do. You can look at what Auburn's bringing in. Auburn's bringing in Walker White, four-star uh, four star quarterback. And obviously, he was in the Elite 11, but not all quarterbacks who come out of the Elite 11 are going to just absolutely hit it big on the first in their freshman year. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen. And that's that is something that I've continued to learn over the years. Um you look at what Jarrett Stidham did. Now Jarrett Stidham was a fantastic quarterback. All right, don't get me wrong. Well, I say I won't say fantastic, but he was good for what Auburn had. You know, he executed the screen plays to perfection whenever Gus Malzahn was there. The bubble screens, the tunnel screens, all that jazz. He executed it to perfection. He could use his legs when he wanted to, but he wasn't that great starting off. We can just be honest about that. He wasn't that great starting off at Auburn. I got to take a sip of the Azteca's sweet tea. Shout out to Azteca's in Pell City. But, um, yeah, it, I think it's it's different. Um, I Jalen, Jalen, uh, or excuse me, Julian Sands is going to come in next year. He's going to sit behind Jalen Milrow for a year. Jalen Milrow is going to have to to take him under his wing, and and teach him. You know, and obviously that coaching staff is there as well. I mean, obviously it's just a. I don't want to point out the obvious, but that's it's just there. Um, they're going to take him under his wing, and who knows? Two years, or excuse me, uh, a year and a half from now. Maybe just maybe. He is, uh, he is named the starting quarterback at Alabama. I mean, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that is what's going to happen. Now, I want to talk about uh, Michigan. All right, so what Michigan Michigan featured a lot of, uh, they used a lot, well, we kind of expected it, the play action out of the shotgun. We expected that. It, uh, they ran a little pistol. You know, they ran a little eye formation. Michigan does some a lot of good things, and – it's not just it's it's several several different formations and what I like about Michigan is that they have the athletes to do it. Um, you look at what Cortland, uh, oh, uh, not Cortland, Colston Loveland, for example. Let's take him for example. At the tight end position, I have watched him for several years at Michigan. He has not always been that great. This year for Michigan has been by far his best year. Him and Roman Wilson, who have been there, I believe, both been there for three or four years. They have both been fantastic this year. They have. You know, Roman Wilson literally saved the game. Uh, I believe it was on a fourth down there in the fourth quarter that would, if it was incomplete, would have ended the game. The ball was even tipped at the line of scrimmage, and Roman Wilson still maintain, maintains to jump up and catch the ball when uh, I don't. Uh, it was either Terry and Arnold or Kool Aid McKinstry, uh, the defensive back, was guarding him, but. If that ball is just maybe a, an inch higher, that is not caught, and Alabama wins that game. That is how crazy of a play that was for Roman Wilson. And I was sitting there watching it, and not many people thought like – I don't feel like many people necessarily paid attention to it as much as they should have. That ball was going over his head. It, it, it was. It was going over his head. Roman Wilson Roman Wilson makes a just an athletic play jumps up and grabs it, and is one of the most clutch catches I have ever seen. Now, I'm not going to say best catches because I've seen some really, really good ones out there, but 
it was it was so clutch, and he came up when his team needed him. Uh, let's throw it back to Colston Loveland. Colston Loveland last night. He first off, let's just establish it. Uh, let's just let's just establish this. All right, the dude's a tight end. He can block, and he can receive. He's good. I don't think many people, too many people, pay attention to Colston Loveland like it is because they should. And now, I I I get to talking about him. And it makes me think of several different occasions this year. All right, he's he played good against Ohio State. All right, he played decent against Maryland. He's had some really good games, but last night he was really good. He was very good on the offensive on the offensive side of the football. And Jim Harbaugh did a fantastic job of coaching last night. And I'm going to go ahead and say that. And and now we're going to have a matchup for the ages: a really really good Washington team and a really really good. Uh, Michigan team in the national championship game in Houston, Texas. That's going to be a fun one. Now, look at what Jim Harbaugh was able to do in that Rose Bowl. I want to see that same. I want to see that same performance in Houston. I do. Um, that was such a well coached game offensively, especially in the fourth quarter. Especially in the fourth quarter. Now, let, let's take it back to the first half. Um, let's take it back to the first half. You had just an absolutely phenomenal play. Um, it was kind of a trick play. Honestly, it shouldn't have looked as good as it did because Donovan's, <laughs> Donovan Edwards overthrew J.J. McCarthy when he was throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. And then J.J. McCarthy chunks it to Roman Wilson, and he just happens to catch it, gets the first down on third down. So I really thought that was a good play. And then people want to talk about all the, the dirty – was that play from uh, – Dallas Turner, was it dirty because it's happened before with Quinn Ewers? No, it wasn't dirty. It it was and for the people saying that it should have been roughing the passer, oh my gosh, dude. Get a freaking helmet, dude. Really? Get, grab a helmet and oh ooh, man. It grab a helmet and go sit at your go sit at your uh, lo- local doctor office or something. I-, I don't know because I don't know how people say that that was, or not doctor's office, but uh, eye care place. A- anyways, but I don't see how people are sitting here saying that that was actually rough in the passer. It doesn't make sense. And then, uh, I-, I don't know. The-, the list goes on and on about my complaints from yesterday. <laughs> I can complain. Uh, even the Florida State, oh my gosh, dude. After the game, the Florida State players posting on Twitter, on Instagram, and commenting, dude, oh my gosh, I think, and, and I have a good buddy of mine, Jamarius Borden. Jamarius, if you're listening to this, you you are excluded from this because you, my friend, you are a fantastic fan of the Florida State Seminoles, and you know that that team does not, uh, I won't say doesn't belong. Well, I, I will say this. You know that it doesn't belong. And everybody out there knows that if they're put in that situation, well, let me say mostly everybody aside from Florida State fans, if they're put in that situation, they lose that football game by even more than what Alabama did. And Alabama and Michigan, that was one of the greatest Rose Bowls that you will ever see. It it is. And I'm not I'm not just I'm not just waffling. I'm not just saying that because I'm saying it because it's actually true. It it was such a good game. Um but the Florida State fans commenting after the games, uh, oh man, Alabama didn't deserve to be there. This and that and this and that. Hush it up, dude. Please be quiet. Because you are looking at one of the greatest Rose Bowl Rose Bowls to ever happen. And you are complaining because you don't think that Alabama deserved to be in. Alabama just took the number one team in the nation down to the wire. 
and nearly beat them in overtime. Now, obviously, they didn't, but Florida State doesn't do that. Florida State's getting beat by three touchdowns. It just is. That's, that's just what's going to happen if Florida State's in that, in that situation. I don't want to sit here and act like Florida State would do any better than what the teams did last night. They wouldn't. Uh, let's switch gears. Washington and Texas, because I'm going to have an oil spill in a minute. <laughs> um, but Washington and Texas was another good game. Another good game. Quinn Ewers didn't have a great first half, but in the second half, he bounced back in a huge way. Played a heck of a game in the second half. Now, the first half, different story. You go 10 of 20. Uh, I, I, not, not the greatest game. Not the great, or excuse me, not the greatest half. But let's talk about Michael Penix. Jr. Michael Penix Jr. just had one of the greatest games that I've ever seen him play. And oh, by the way, the last time that he played Michigan, let me remind you that he was playing at Indiana then, they beat Michigan. And he threw for over 300 yards, 350 yards, two touchdowns, last time they beat Michigan. And guess what? There is a strong chance that that happens again a week from yesterday. There's a strong chance it happens on Monday night. Now, I like. I, I'm not gonna say who I like in this game just yet. That's what the live shows for, ladies and gentlemen. We all know that. So guess what? We all know that. So later this week, I'll be going live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and guess what? You guys can go over there and see my prediction. I'm gonna talk all about that game. It's gonna be a fantastic matchup. Um, but I'm gonna focus on these games from last night, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about the NFL. Braylon Trice. I tried telling y'all. Don't mess with that man. He's good. Uh, Braylon Trice, uh, defensive lineman for Washington, fantastic. Just fantastic last night. Uh, had some really good had some really good plays uh, in the backfield. Was able to make some plays after <laughs> after whether it was uh, whether it was C.J. Baxter, Jaden Blue had some fantastic plays on them. Whether if if they had already gotten past the line of scrimmage, the dude's an athlete. The dude's a baller, and I don't think people really pay attention to that enough. Down here, let, I mean, let's be honest. Down here in the southeast, it's all, oh, man, look at this guy from Alabama. Oh, Dallas Turner. is, Br- But Braylon Trice isn't as good as Dallas Turner. What? Look, let's, let's bring everybody back to earth real quick. Braylon Trice for Washington is one of the best defensive players in the country, and I will stand by that. He is. Right now, that dude is playing out of his mind. Now, you had Muhammad go out last night, cornerback uh, for Washington. You had him go out late in the game. It uh, on a pass up. It was down near the end zone. He ended up going out. I don't. I'm not sure if he ever came back, and I'm. Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing. But uh, you're going to be playing in the national championship game. But somebody who's not going to be playing in the national championship game, I don't think, is Dylan Johnson because he was in the game late. Probably shouldn't have ran it there. Well, it's debatable. But I'm not so sure if he should have ran it there. But Kalen DeBoer is a fantastic coach. He knows what he's doing. Ryan Grubb, offensive coordinator for Washington, he knows what he's doing. But in that situation, I'm not so sure that Dylan Johnson should have been getting the ball. I'm just not so sure. You look at the wide receiver position. Oh, by by the way, Dylan Johnson is going to be out of that game, I'm pretty sure, out of the championship game because of that injury. Now, you look at the wide receivers, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, uh, Romo Romo Dunsey. Those guys are legit, man, and they're going to take some shots. Now, Michigan, I I said this, and and I'm not – I'm going to backtrack because I did not realize how good Michigan's secondary was 
Michigan's secondary locked down the Alabama's, Alabama receivers last night. They did. They they secured the secondary and the deep ball. They did not let a deep ball go. Uh, I, they just didn't. And, and that's what I found so special about that Michigan secondary. I didn't really think they were that good. I didn't. I expected them – I expected Nuro to go in there and light the secondary up. I did. I'm not going to lie. I did. I'm sorry. I apologize. But guess what? I'm owning up to it. All right? Guys, what we witnessed last night was absolutely – I mean, it was just fantastic. You talk about one of the greatest college football semifinals of all time. Last year as well, when you had TCU in Michigan, TCU won that game. Then you had Georgia and Ohio State. Georgia won that game by one singular point. Man, it was it was just a fantastic weekend, man. It, I mean, what a Monday night. Well, I won't even say weekend, but Monday night and also the weekend – Fantastic. Oregon went out there. They did their thing against Liberty. Bo Nick set the single-season completion percentage, 77.4%. God. And by the way, guess who guess who held that beforehand? It was Mac Jones. Just taking a look back. And, oh, by the way, Nico Iamovaleva. Oh, I just butchered that last name. Nico Iamovaleva. Pretty sure I still butchered it, but I'm trying not to. I apologize. But um, he played really well against... Um, against Iowa, Tennessee shut out Iowa thirty-five to nothing. Iowa has not scored a point against their regular season opponent all all year. Outscored like ninety-five to nothing. I mean, it is insane what just the amount of torture that they went through this year. Whenever they stepped, whenever they stepped foot on the field against a ranked team, it was pitiful, guys. It was absolutely pitiful. And to sit there and see Iowa mess the bed that bad, oh my gosh, dude. Like, what? What is going on? I, I didn't expect it. I expected Iowa to at least score. I did pick Tennessee to win. I expected them to at least score. To at least score. That did not happen. That did not happen. Um, you take a look at Ole Miss and Penn State. Guys, Ole Miss is going to be really, really good next year. Jackson Dart's coming back. They're going to be good. They got the number one defensive tackle. In the transfer portal, Walter Nolan, who was the number one defensive tackle in the 22 class, 2022 class, excuse me. They are going to be good. You've got Trey Harris coming back. Zachary Franklin. Quinshawn Judkins, I'm pretty sure anyways. I don't think he's announced anything. But you look at what Al- you look at some of the guys that are leaving Alabama. Dallas Turner, he gone. Oh, by the way, Terry and Arnold, he's coming back for another year. The comments made by Dallas Turner last night were absolutely unacceptable. And I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that I have the quote pulled up because I don't, but it was something along the lines of "Nope, I'm gone." End of discussion. That's what it was. You can go look up the quote from Dallas Turner last night, and that's what it was. Just absolutely pitiful from Dallas Turner. And I'm not a Dallas Turner fan. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend to be. But my goodness, that was terrible. Just a just a poor choice of words. It, I don't know it. If you're if you're Dallas Turner, I, I I mean I'm sure that you know you're disappointed. You're gonna say some things that you don't mean. You're disappointed. It was a a, a bad loss, but you've got to have some sort of composure. And and that's the same thing with Jalen Motor. You know, after the game, you slam your helmet down. You don't go shake hands with anybody. You go straight to the locker room. That's poor. That's called poor. That's called poor sportsmanship. You just don't do that. 
You just don't. It, there's some things out there that you can do and get away with. Don't slam your helmet and walk in. Uh, and if you're going to slam your helmet, at least go shake the hand of the winning team. I get you're mad, but holy crap, have some dignity, you know. And I, I'm not in that situation, obviously. But come on now, really. Pick your head up, pick your helmet up, and go shake hands. Go find J.J. McCarthy and shake his hand. Quarterbacks, that's what they need to do at the end of the game. Every Guys, guys at every position – but the two quarterbacks, they have got to go find each other at the end of the games, and they have got to shake hands. That's just how it's supposed to go. Win, lose, draw, I don't care. That's just how it's supposed to go. I don't know, man. It. I, I have ranted about so much. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get off on it, and I, and I do apologize. You know, I'm actually about to jump into some NFL ball, so I hope everybody sticks around to talk uh, or st- sticks around to listen. I would love for everybody to uh, – Stick around. You know, we've got some fantastic football coming up this next weekend. Saturday, we've got two games. We've got the Steelers at the Ravens. The Steelers are playing for a playoff spot. You've got the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. By the way, that's on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN+. Plus, Along with the other game, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. But the Texans and Colts, those two teams are battling it out. You know, it, it doesn't matter if – it doesn't really matter if the Ravens win or not. They're going to be the number one seed. They've already clinched it. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are battling for a spot. If they don't if they don't win, they're they're out. But if you look at the Texans and the Colts, both of those teams have something to play for. They all do. The Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars are all tied for first right now in their division. They are. And it is going to be fun to see how this how this division plays out. Cause let's take a second to figure things out, okay? Let's take a look at the Jaguars. The Jaguars are playing at Tennessee on Sunday at 12 o'clock on CBS. Now, Houston and Indiana, Indianapolis, the winner the winner of that game, if Jacksonville wins, they'll be in a tiebreaker. It'll go it'll, it'll go down to matchups and then points scored and all that jazz, blah, 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 blah. But, pause. Because, look, so, so let's, say, let's, let's say the Texans win, all right? Let's say the Jaguars win. Well, guess what? That is going to be a heck of a matchup. The Jaguars have already beaten the Texans once this year. All right. You take a look at the Colts. The Colts can win that game. But if if the Jaguars lose, they're out. Because the, the it is must-win season. It is a must-win game for the Jaguars. It is must-win time for the Jaguars. You cannot afford anything else but a win. If you lose, you're going home. Because I know for a fact that Houston and the Colts are not going to tie. And uh, you you can go ahead and <laughs> you can go ahead and, and sound clip me on that one. Go ahead and take that. That's bookmark material, okay? <laughs> it, uh, now, if those two tie on Saturday, that would be the most insane thing ever. But um, I don't know, guys. That's gonna be a fun one. I think that me personally, I think CJ or CJ Stroud is out of concussion protocol now, so I think that the Texans are more than likely gonna win that game. But you cannot forget, you cannot forget, because guess who the number one wide receiver this year has been for the Indianapolis Colts? Michael Pittman Jr., and that dude has been legit. He's got multiple 100-yard receiving games. He's good. I don't think he's talked about enough. He's good. Now, who else is Gardner Minshew going to throw to? Alex Pierce is not bad. Excuse me, Alec Pierce. Sorry. Uh, Forgive me. But... 
man, I don't know. That, that that's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun matchup. Uh, it's gonna be Monday night, at, or excuse me, Saturday night at seven fifteen on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Plus. Moving on, let's go to the AFC North: the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are not eliminated just yet. All right, they obviously they've got to beat the Browns. They've got to beat the Browns on uh, Sunday. But if the Browns win, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the Browns are going to be in it in, in it regardless. Now, you need to keep that five seed because guess who's right behind you? The Buffalo Bills sitting at ten and six right now. If the Buffalo Bills win their game on Sunday, it's a different story. But but the Browns would have to lose, obviously. It uh, we are in a situation where we could legit see the Buffalo Bills not in the playoffs, and they're at ten and six right now. If they win, they're in, obviously. If they lose. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. We are in for a whirlwind of a situation. Now, I get it. It's not likely, but it's still it's still up in the air. The, I mean, the, so you have the uh, the Jets who are playing the, the Patriots. All right, we get it. It's going to be a boring game, more than likely. Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't really like saying that these bad – like the bad teams playing. Like, I, I think the Cardinals – and the Seahawks, Seahawks are kind of in the running through the playoff spot, but not necessarily. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they beat the Cardinals on Sunday, I mean, if I'm being honest. You look at what Kyler Murray and the Cardinals did this past weekend, and they beat the uh, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They played a good game. Kyler Murray had a fantastic game. He did. He played a really good game. Three touchdowns, he, he threw a pick. Oh, well, it is what it is. But – they played a fantastic game, and I don't see them losing this game against the, the Seahawks. They're, I mean, Arizona's got them at home. I think they win that game. So that's going to be a fun one. You've got the Bears at the, at the Packers. The Packers have got to win. They, then they've got to have some help to get in. Um, you got the Bucks. If they win, they're in. They play the Panthers. But if they lose and the, and the Saints win, then the Saints are going to get the nod. They are. By the way, those teams are one and one against each other this this year. The Saints won that the Saints won that matchup last week, and then a, you had at the beginning of the season the Bucks won. I don't know, man. I I'm excited because I think there's going to be some mayhem go down this weekend. Uh, let's take a look at another game: the the Chiefs and the Chargers. Now the Chargers don't really have anything to play for. Brandon Staley, oh, that's just pitiful. Uh, that that situation is a mess. I don't know who that I don't know who LA is going to hire next for their head coaching position, but they better they better they better knock it out of the park. Uh, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh is, fits well in that situation. I think Jim Harbaugh would be better off going to like the Bears or somewhere. But there's a chance that Jim Harbaugh does not leave Michigan. Let's take a look at the Rams and 49ers. The Rams just clinched a spot in the playoffs. You know what happened the last time that the Rams were in the playoffs? That's right, they won the Super Bowl against the Bengals. They won the Super Bowl last time they were in the playoffs. You've got the Cowboys and the Commanders coming up. The Cowboys have already clinched a spot. You win this coming weekend, you win the North. Or excuse me, you win this coming weekend and you win your division. Sorry, not the North. Excuse me, I apologize. <laughs> it, uh, uh, Bills Dolphins, 720. That's going to be on Sunday night, by the way, on NBC. Oh my goodness, what a game that's going to be. I'm so stoked for that one. Because guess what? Like I said earlier, the Bills don't win. They are not in. If they win, they're in. But if they don't, there's a chance that they could not get in. Obviously, if they lose, there's still a chance they can get in. But there's also a chance that they don't get in if they lose. So, guys, it's going to be a fun weekend of of the NFL. 
I'm excited. I know everybody listening to this game is or listening to this thing's excited. It, uh, I appreciate everybody for listening to the Hayden Coker Show. But um, man, it's gonna be a good weekend of NFL. You got NFL going on. Then you got the college football playoff championship on Monday night between the Michigan Wolverines and the Washington Huskies. The Michigan Wolverines are going to be favored by four and a half points going into that game. Can the Washington Huskies pull off one hell of an upset? Well, I don't even say one hell of an upset. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun game. I, don't, I wouldn't call it one heck of an upset because these teams, I feel like these teams are so evenly matched. Offensive line, Washington's got a good offensive line. Michigan's got a good offensive line. Washington's got a good defensive line. Michigan's got a good defensive line. The DBs for Washington, they're decent. Michigan's got some really good DBs. I found that out this past weekend, by the way. Uh, Yesterday, to be exact. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited. It's a shame that Dylan Johnson is probably not going to be playing in that game. I I don't have an update for you or anything like that. But um, his injury didn't look good. Um, so I'm thinking that he's more than likely not going to be playing. But obviously we've seen some stranger things. We've seen stranger things. We've seen Aaron Rodgers, who has pulled off a heck of a comeback towards Achilles and is now playing football. Um, I don't think he's going to play this weekend. He's not going to play this weekend. But he's still cleared by his doctors to play football four months after tearing his Achilles. What does that tell you? I don't know. I don't know, guys. It, uh, I'm to the point now where I'm just amazed at the kind of service that some of these players are getting from the uh, from healthcare. I, I think it's amazing, by the way. I think it's amazing for anybody to come back like that, uh, not just a football player, whether it's your local uh, iron worker, your local um, steel worker, whatever, you know, uh, your local construction worker coming back so fast from an injury. I mean – I don't know. I, f- I find it really interesting, and I- I'm not some doctor. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all the all the facts and the nitty gritty of stuff. But there are some really cool things that go down behind the scenes when it comes to healthcare and in uh, in the medical side of things. And I'm going to leave it at that because um, we are at. But we're we're, we're about to get out of here, guys. It. Uh, I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. It. Uh, you can listen to this. Obviously, if you're listening, podcast. Uh, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Stream this thing, dude. You know, this has been the Hayden Coker Show, guys. I appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. Y'all have a good weekend and don't do anything stupid. I know it's I know it's close to New Year's. Don't don't just don't do it. It's January 2nd, 2024. By the way, this is 2024, not 2023. So leave the stupid bull crap. <laughs> Let's take a minute. Not not just everybody else. Talk about me as well. Let's leave the bull crap in 2023 and let's have one heck of a 2024 ladies and gentlemen thank y'all y'all have a good one and goodbye